That may be really ugly to edit, Wes. Sorry, but just we're getting Chinese food. We're very excited. Yes. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Most importantly. And um, in addition to the Chinese food, uh, we are drinking some wine because Sarah said, I think we need wine today. And we were like, (laughs) I mean, yeah, it's Monday. Woohoo. And she's like, no, no, my story. I think you're going to need wine. And uh, the story is being brought to you by Sinister Sunrise. I'm Morgan. I'm your presenter, Sarah. <laughs> I'm a listener, Aaron, and I'm ready. <laughs> With that, it is a, a Sarah-esque episode. And let me be the first to tell you, it is a doozy. Well, oh, like, no. Words, I, don't like I almost feel like I need to have a flashlight mm-hmm. under my chin around a campfire for this episode. Oh, Ooh. my. You're like we're like you're diving into early spooky season. Yes. One crisp fall breeze and she's given up, folks. <laughs> I was outside doing notes yesterday and I was like, yes, the season is upon us. <laughs> <laughs> One leaf flies your direction. Oh my god. <laughs> I did see a leaf drop and that's all I needed. But today is hefty, so I'm gonna get started. You guys ready? Yeah. Sure enough, baby girl, let's go. Okay. So when I was researching the Bridgewater Triangle. I came across a very fascinating story. One about Taunton Asylum's most dangerous inmate, Jane Toppin. Oh. She wait, was... I don't think... Wait, you know what's super weird? Hmm. I don't think... I recognize that name, but not from our research that we just did. Okay. I'm scared. Okay. Oh, no. Sarah. <laughs> Perhaps it's for a different reason. Uh-oh. Okay. She was housed in the asylum from 1902 until her death in 1938. Mm. Wow. She coldly confessed to killing anywhere between 31 to 100 people. Oh. Oof. She just couldn't remember them all. Of course not. So less less than 35 years on the earth and she killed that many people? Mm-hmm. No. 1902? 1902. Oh, no, no. She's in the asylum from 1902 to 1938. Oh. She was born around the year 1857. Oh, okay. She old. Okay. I say around because records weren't great, and we'll get into that's why. That's fine. We'll, we'll get into why that is. Okay. <laughs> Half a glass of wine. <laughs> um, what caught my attention about her is that she is sometimes called America's first female serial killer. <gasps> but after reading Fatal by Harold Schechter, he points out there were a handful before her in the New England area alone. Awesome. This era, this this Victorian era of America, created the most sociopathic female serial killers we have ever seen. Shippy Cray. Wait, I think it's time for the first sip, okay? (laughs) Cheers, cheers. Insert a clicking noise. Yeah. There you go. (laughs) Bottoms up. (laughs) Okay. So, while she may not be the first... She certainly still needs to be talked about because she committed her crimes with, let's call it, pizzazz. Oh my God, I knew it. <laughs> the likes of which we wouldn't be talking about again until Eileen Warnos. Eileen, I know Eileen. Come on, Eileen. I know Eileen. There you go. She'd be. I was gonna she, cry. She'd be cry. I'll say she's a stand-up gal, but she ain't no. Sometimes no. she's. A lay down gal. No, Were you making a joke by profession? I'm making a joke about the leaning, but. What? Eileen. Ah. Uh, ah. Mm. Uh, I dumb. I dumb. No, I, <laughs> I, I, I dumb. I need to wear a lighter t shirt. This is hot. Okay. Um, so, if you ladies are ready, I will get into the life and more importantly, the mind 
of Jolly Jane, the murderous nurse. All right, we got the Giggling Granny, Jolly Jane. All these nicknames, but mm-hmm. they're all jolly and happy. I don't like it. Go on in, girl. Okay. Go off, sis. Born, like I said, around the year 1857 in Boston, Massachusetts, and under a different name, Honora Kelly. Ooh. She was either the third or fourth child in her home. Again, records are not great. What we do know is she was the youngest. Mm-hmm. She was the only child her parents had that was born in America. Oh. Her parents were Irish immigrants. Peter and Bridget Kelly, and they sold all their possessions to come to America. They wanted to try the great American experiment. Unfortunately for them, the only thing more rampant than Irish racism in our country at that time was consumption, which is the coughing disease. It always throws me off because it sounds like a stomach disease. Yes. Like you consumed something? Yes. Consumed. Um... In the 19th century, almost 500 people a day were dying from this disease. Holy crap. Yes. That's some COVID shit. That is some big numbers. Honora's mother would also fall to consumption around the time that she was just one year old. Wow. Her mom? Her mom. Honora was one. The mom died. Yep. She gone. That's normal. My brain was like, she had a baby? (laughs) (laughs) Times were hard. God. No, her mother died. Okay. Um, I don't know why that was so curt. Like, her <laughs> mother died. No, I'm dumb. Like, I dumb. I dumb. <laughs> I dumb. I dumb. <laughs> this left Peter Kelly, also called Kelly the Crack, which is slang for crackpot. <gasps> mm-hmm. Bit different. Bit different. Okay. Um, grieving, penniless, and completely in charge of his young family. Because of the racism, he had a hard time finding work Mm -hmm. and instead would find himself at taverns. His drinking led to abuse and squalid living for his family. There is a rumor that he finally got steady work as a tailor, but was so mentally strained that he tried to sew his own eyelids shut. Whoa. So I would like you to keep in mind um, that biopsychosocial model, like biology, psychology, yeah, and sociology around her and culture. Uh-huh. Yeah. So already culture, not great. We know uh-huh. it's creating a lot of uh, sociopath women. And then we got her dad, who's a bit crazy. He was called the crackpot. So, but like, that's a weird action to me. Like, that's, like, like actually physically doing that to yourself. Yeah. And yes. continuing to do it. Yes. I Yeah, I can't like, fathom it. I can't understand that. that. Uh, I, all right. I mean, brain hurt number one. Mm-hmm. I think that's the whole point. We're not going to understand it. Maybe take a drink. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> cheers, cheers, ladies. All right. Okay, we sit number two. <laughs> Who's counting? I have a feeling we're going to lose count, but okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Poor Wes at the end when we're just slurring. Like, and there's your girl, people. It was at this time that Peter Kelly decided he was not the best person to take care of his children. <laughs> Duh. Honestly, thank you, Peter Kelly. Yeah. This was a new thing. Um, he dropped them off at the Boston Female Asylum and signed away all of his parental rights. At this time, he drops off the face of the earth. We have no record of what happens to him. Mm. That's pretty spooky. Yes. This asylum had a process of training young wayward girls to read and write, not above their station. Don't worry. Okay. <laughs> we wouldn't want them getting too smart. Right, right, right. Um, but as needed and taught them household chores, sewing, and cooking basics. 
honestly, well, we'll get there. Okay. So the deal was that the asylum would train the girls and then hand them over starting at the age of 10 to a local household as indentured servants. Oh, there we go. The girl would work for them until the age of 18 and then receive a sum of $50, (gasps) which was very substantial at the time. Oh, it doesn't sound like a lot. Mm, mm. I'm not saying it's fair. I'm just saying it's substantial. <laughs> At least they're like, so it's more like, because I guess when you go there and you work for them for eight years, you have a roof, you have meals, you have. Um, I mean, the meals you're cooking for yourself and the roof you're probably cleaning right, yourself, right, right. but it's better than being on the streets with her abusive father. I can see how this is Victorian times trying to make a step towards like betterment for children. You know what? 50s 50 i mean if that's if after the 18 years you're just supposed to be like see ya then better to have a little than nothing what i do know is um both of honora's sisters were also later in um asylums again so if we're looking at like the psychology of her family the biology her cards are not being stacked very well definitely yeah. something there yes honora was placed in the home of anna toppin And she was placed there with another girl named Elizabeth. And this is important. Anna Toppin, though, sounds like a real uptight witch, in my opinion. She definitely played favorites immediately. She favored Elizabeth. Like most others in this time period, Miss Toppin, who requested that the girls call her auntie, was extremely racist against Catholic Irish. I did not realize... What? Fucking mint. <laughs> yeah, I didn't realize just how like rigid this time period was until I was doing some reading and was like, they had so many rules. It's stupid. Mm-hmm. Um, so racist that she forced Honora to change her name and entire background. Whoa. While at the Toppin house, she would go by Jane Toppin. And she was to tell people she was an Italian immigrant whose parents passed away at the sea voyage over to America. That is so funny to me. I'm sorry. I keep, like, talking. But, well, one, Honora is a cute name, so mm-hmm. that's rude. It's really cute. It's really cute. So, so unique. Mm-hmm. Two, I think it's funny that if you're, quote, so ashamed to have a, a vagrant or a, a, a immigrant in your home that you gave them your last name. It's cheap labor, and I think the optics are better if it looks like she just adopted them. Mm. They it. pointed out it was a good way... Because, like, any upstanding family at this time had a maid. And okay. this was the cheapest way to do it. Uh-oh. Because, again, she's not paying them You're until they're 18. Yeah. There's some penny pinchers. And I don't know if, like, they didn't do application processes. As I'm saying that, I guarantee they didn't. I think you just got what you got. But she really did not like Jane. She liked Elizabeth. That was the star child. Huh. You only need one. Give the other one back if you don't like her. I, I don't know if she signed a document. It's not very clear. Okay. Um, but it didn't help that Honora was a bit pudgy and not as beautiful as her cohort, Elizabeth. And I am the psych gal, so I want to add in that there have been some recent criminology studies that state shame and humiliation in childhood are common factors in adults with malevolent personalities, which I will prove to you she does have. Great. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't that wonderful? <laughs> Aren't you shocked? Can't wait. She turns out great. Don't you even worry about it. Oh. Mm-hmm. So this has sure. a happy ending. It does, for sure. The happiest. Hap, hap, happiest. <laughs> You're a really bad fucking <laughs> <man. laughs> 
Probably because I wasn't shamed as a child. <laughs> I mean, you can only relate so much, people. Yes. Throughout school, Elizabeth had suitors and friends, and life seemed to be easier for her. She didn't have as many chores, and Auntie officially adopted Elizabeth. Officially went to the courthouse, adopted her. Auntie. Mm. Mm. Jane, right? Jane's the one who did not get these things. And she is the one we are talking about today. Oh, shit. Oh, so the other girl did. Oh, no. The other girl, um, they kept using the term wasp, which I think means like very thin, like very frail, which was like all the rage. A waspy girl. Yes, wasp. Oh, okay. Um, I mean, whatever floats your boat. Yeah. Um, But yeah, none of those things happened for Jane. She did not get adopted. She did not get less chores. Instead, she had more chores and, as you can imagine, was very resentful. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, Mm -hmm. Jane, she did have some friends, but she had a terrible habit of telling wild stories, which is kind of cute as a child. But as she aged, those stories turned into toxic rumors and gossip. Ooh. Like so she, she turned from a little sweat bee to a real wasp. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Stinging. Stinging. Like one was that her sister married a like earl in France and they had children that were. Oh, this makes sense. Their children were the color of gingerbread cookies. Yeah, she was saying he married like a she married a black man in France. It's a whole thing. So like Sounds these pretty fucking baller to me. Damn. <laughs> shut the fuck up. Yeah. So like they're like these fun wild stories as a child. Well, Auntie hated them because that was very um, Irish of her to tell stories. Oh, oh mm-hmm. that's it. That's only an Irish thing. Racism was so flagrant in this whole. It oh was. My God. I didn't even know it was that bad. Um, the idea that Jane Toppin is a psychopath was theorized by Harold Schechter, and I can see where he's coming from. So like most people who have psychopathic tendencies, Jane harbored a deep resentment for the world, and she grew up envying and secretly hating Elizabeth. By all accounts, though, Elizabeth was a sweet girl and really in a weird, awkward position. Yeah. I mean, they're like being almost kind of like pinned against each other when Elizabeth... Uh, Probably doesn't want that either. Well, she came from this stuff. (laughs) And she came from a bad background as well. It's not like she came from like high class. She was also from this asylum. Like they're both coming from the same place. She just drew the lot of being blonde, I guess. Sorry, she's also like, it's okay to be selfish a little bit in that situation. Like she's probably thinking, cool, I'm probably not going to die. Whatever. I have a little bit more luxury now. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Sorry, bitch. She thought her and Jane were friends, best friends. Oh, oh no. Okay, I feel bad. I'll take it all back. Oh. No, she is like the most pitiful person in this whole story. Oh, no. Um, oh, as they God. aged, the wounds kept deepening, especially when Elizabeth caught the eye of a high-stationed deacon in their town. His name was Oramel Brigham. Yeah. Oramel. Oramel. <laughs> like Oragel. <laughs> 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 Or a male. That's sad. Um, Jane had no love prospects and was dealing with the hurling insults coming from Auntie about her weight and her, oh. quote, patty ways, which is a racist way of saying Irish. Like, oh, patty. patty. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like slang. This? Honestly, yeah. No awards for best adopted mother. The audacity mm-hmm. of this hoe. Yes. Oh, my God. Okay. So Sorry. when Jane turned 18... 
She stayed on to continue helping Auntie. I mean, she had nothing else to do. That was all she had known, and she had no other prospects. I, I think she secretly thought that Auntie did love her in her own way. But that dream was crushed when Auntie passed away. Jane was in her late 20s and did almost all the prep for the funeral. She called the funeral home, dressed and bathed Auntie. And yes, I am saying Auntie on purpose. It sounds more formal to me. And she dressed and bathed her body. Yes, because funeral homes, this is right after the Civil War. So you weren't really taking bodies to a funeral home just yet. That hadn't become like culturally normal. It's okay. Like, it's probably like lots of lots of money. Yes, this is the time when coffins would be stood up in people's living rooms. That's how they would do wakes, the okay. funeral pictures. This is that time period. Mm. Very Victorian, very they, uptight. They, they take pictures of them when they were dead, but they look alive. Mm-hmm. They did have a funerary picture taken of Auntie because they didn't have a good one of her in life, so they paid the money for the one in death. Whoa. And sunglasses had not yet been invented. So the fact, well, maybe they were, but I think her <laughs> eyes, her eyes are closed. Oh, really? Because I know in a lot of those pictures, like little, like I remember reading like stuff. It was like everyone in this picture is actually dead. And it was like the whole family like died of, you know, consumption. And so they take a picture. Maybe they died from Jane Toppin. All of them dead, with their eyes open. It just. Ew. Uh, I guess maybe. I didn't read that, but I believe it. Terrifying. It's a very like weird, macabre time in history. Oh, I missed my mark. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I'm pretty happy to I be here now. I'm the first fucking mortician. Let's go back. Well, no, you're a female. You silly woman. <laughs> How can you even think to have a job above your station of housewife? You're not learning enough for that. I don't know what that word was, I bet. <laughs> but, never mind. <laughs> um... Okay, yeah, so she did all the work for the funeral. She put the announcement in the paper, everything. But that meant nothing when that will was read. Oh, I bet. Auntie left everything to Elizabeth (gasps) and literally none for Gretchen Wieners. Okay, but doesn't doesn't she still think she's her best friend? Elizabeth did offer. So, like, Elizabeth and her husband got the house. They got everything. And she's like, oh, I'm so sorry, Janie. They called her Jenny, which... To me, it's equally as gross because her name wasn't Jane to begin with, but whatever. Point over here. Not important. Um, she's like, you can definitely stay on to your normal duties. Like, we won't replace you. In her way, I think she was trying to be kind, kind, but Jane took it as like an equal like stab. Like, just because you yeah. married and went away, like, doesn't mean I want to stay here and be a maid. But Elizabeth saw her as like, that's what you do. That's your uh, job every yeah. day. Well, I was going to ask the next, my next question was, since Auntie is dead. Auntie. Could she leave? Technically, mm-hmm. can Jane? Okay. So. That's nice, I guess. Around this time. That's on me. You know what? Let's get you out of here. Let's get this somewhere else. <laughs> oh, I can't even hear it. It's been vibrating. Um, so, around this time, Jane had supposedly been talking to a man. He had even promised Ooh. to marry her. Ooh, scandalous. <laughs> but then he vanished. Whoa. <laughs> she later found he out. Finished? Or he ghosted. He ghosted's a better word. Ooh. Very on point. Um, and not like, oh, I'm dead, ghost. He like, like 21st century, found someone else, knocked her up, married her, instead ghosted. Man, that sucks for two-name little girl over there. Mm-hmm. Well, the thing that really sucks is because everything was so buttoned up, it sounds like the way they met wouldn't have been up to auntie's standards. So she kept the whole thing a secret. So then when he stopped showing, she literally grieved alone. Like, and when she found out, she was like, oh, 
good for them. Like heart crushing. Yeah. And she is literally all alone because she's not talking to anyone about anything or her Mm-mm. feelings. Mm-mm. Wait, what's her real name? Honora. Yeah. Honora. Man, she's got it. I said two name little girl. <laughs> you did. <laughs> I heard that. <laughs> you know, I feel bad for her a little bit. Just like 2%. No, up until this point, same thing I always say. Like, I see why this sucks. I see how you would go down this road, but you got... It's not your fault, but it's your responsibility. It's not your fault. It is your responsibility. Mm -hmm. Honora, listen to me. (laughs) (laughs) A little late, girl. Yes. Um, So now she's at the age of 32. It could be 30 to 32, depending on records. Jane decides, fuck it, I'm out. She leaves the house where she'd been indentured her whole life. And goes to nursing school. She's like, I've been cleaning bedpans. Like, I literally was been training for this my whole life. I'm ready. Yeah. Never too late. No. At Cambridge Hospital, Jane Toppin enrolled and excelled in nursing school. We all have friends who have been through modding nursing school. Mm -hmm. Shout out to our nurses. (laughs) And it looked hard. Oh, I bet. Nursing school in 1887 was ridiculous, though. So it was seven days a week, every week. Women were expected. Morgan gets the papers and she's like, seven days a week? Fuck that. Yeah. She's gone. Uh-huh. 10 to 14 hour days. They all woke up at the same time by a morning bell. They had like, I think, 45 minutes to get ready for work and do their daily prayers. Mm-hmm. The fact that there are any living babies around this time is a, is a miracle. I'm it just is. Gonna say it. It is a miracle. Um, They weren't allowed to leave the facility without express permission. Yep. And had to attend surgeons and doctors lectures on Wednesday nights. So this is just like being in the asylum. She probably likes the structure. The regiment. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. They made very meager wages. And then out of that, they were expected to use those wages for fresh clothing and textbooks. Oh, of course. Again, can I get a shout out for my nurses? <laughs> How anyone was a nurse at all in this period, I don't know. No. Um, but again, it wasn't that hard for Jane. After all, she'd been a servant her entire life. At least now the patients were happy to see her. That is more than she could say for dear old auntie. Um, the doctors and the important staff were quite smitten with her. But just like in school, she was a bit complicated. The doctors liked them because she sucked up to them. Um, But anyone not important or useful to her, she didn't care. She still lied, stole, and gossiped, even getting two innocent women fired from the program. Whoa. Hey, bitch. So something you're also going to see throughout this whole story is everywhere she goes, this, like, train of chaos just follows her. I don't know if it's for fun. Actually, I think it is. That's very, like, psychopathic. Like, I'm going to be in control. I don't care about you. Does she just want to see other people fail? Like, she's always maybe, like, felt like... She's personally felt like? I'm nodding. Yes. Okay. okay. Sorry. It's an audio podcast. They need to yeah. say yes. Okay. I do think that's part of it. Got it. Um, okay. At Cambridge Hospital is where she started conducting her experiments. Oh, no. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> Take a drink. I'm so sorry. Yeah. You don't want to know what? I'm almost out. This bitch is stressing me out. This. We're going to have to open that next bottle because soon. Let's yeah, sample another so bottle. Let's see what's in there. I'll even let you pick the next one. Because I, too, will need it. Okay. I'm 
worried. <laughs> we should all be worried. <laughs> but per usual, I read it, and so now we all must suffer. <laughs> She's read the case studies. I am knows. sweating. Okay. <laughs> Can you see it? <laughs> Are you okay? I think the wind just not getting to me. Jane must be around me. Okay, if you're hot and I'm not, something be up, bro. Maybe I need a different... I'm wearing like a sweatshirt and pants. Mistakes were made. It's not really fall yet. It's fine. It's fine. You, I'll get you a cool rag. Okay. Yeah. You ready for... You want me to get you right now? No. Alright, you let me know, baby. No, I'm just gonna sweat. <laughs> um... <laughs> Maybe it's a good thing we don't video yet. Okay. <laughs> oh, I can feel how red my cheeks are. Clay's going to come back and be like, what is wrong with you? <laughs> Never you mind. Wine is red. <laughs> laughing or from the wine or both? Ah, uh, it's probably the wine. We'll call it that. All right, ready. So she's doing experiments because you see, Jane has an obsession with poison. Like, oh, oh so, so, so we're not talking about like, Asking them to like take a survey. We're talking about <laughs> She's not sending out a survey monkey, no. Oh shit. Um okay. nope. She What okay. When she was captured years later, the chapters in her textbooks on opiates and poisons had been like marked all over. And she asked a bunch of questions to doctors, and they didn't find it very odd because at the time poisons were a part of American life. Yeah. Example, arsenic. It was sold as rat poison and a beauty supplement. The Ooh. American experiment, indeed. The, a beauty <laughs> supplement to, to take, to eat? Yeah, they would take pills of it. It helps your complexion. I think it helped your hair, yeah, they sure said. it's going to make you look real pale when you're fucking not breathing. Pale and rosy. That was um, Bertha Gifford's thing, too, I think. Yeah. I think so. Wait, who? Hometown Sinister, the Pacific Missouri killer. That was my first one, right? It was. Yeah, Throwback. Yep. But part of the reason Jane Toppin is so interesting is her MO. So she was a poisoner, which can be referred to as a woman's, as a woman's weapon. But also this does make sense because if you think of a woman's role historically, it's the kitchen or at your bedside. Poison is the best weapon they can wield. Also, poison is not an easy way to go, especially not the poisons that Jane fancied. Oh, no. Well, alrighty. <laughs> because, again, a lot of times you would see arsenic being the poison they used. It was readily available. And by this time, doctors, because there had been a handful of serial killers using arsenic, had kind of caught on to what that was. But because Jane was a trained nurse, she liked to use strychnine, morphine, and atropine. Often times together. That was part of her experiments. Wow. So, um, really quick, morphine as a poison would cause someone's heart rate to change, and then they would become very dizzy, oftentimes passing out and becoming unresponsive. That's if you give them too much. Mm-hmm. I'll just say, shoo, bitch, I had, I had morphine. Yeah. In the hospital. But she wasn't poisoned. <laughs> no, actually, they didn't do shit, so... Well, aren't some, didn't you say some people are like that? Yes, I do believe I have not only just a higher pain tolerance for things like that, but uh, I think it's also to do with my genetics because there's a redheaded gene. Mm, I've heard of that. More, more tolerant, no, less tolerant of pain reducers. 
So you would technically need more compared to maybe like me or someone, just anyone else. Yeah, I mean, the fact that the nurses were commenting on the size of my body the entire time. Oh, that's... You play volleyball? You must play basketball. Nope, I don't play any sports. I'm in college to get a degree and then get the fuck out of Southeast Missouri. Thank you. More morphine, dearie. <laughs> ding, ding. Ding, ding. More morphine. Oh, I wish I had a little, a little drip The drip, the drip yeah. button. Oh, nope. They sure didn't trust me with that. Probably for the best. <laughs> Atropine poisoning would speed a person's heart up while their muscles can't really respond. Their skin would get hot and dry and they would have shallow breathing until they ultimately died. Oh one of those two, I don't know which one. You know, and as I shout out our nurse friends, I probably should have asked, but part of me doesn't want to know that they know the answer to this. One of them makes their skin really itchy because there's a lot of comments. She would love watching them like hysterically claw at their own skin. Attempting to itch because it sounds like yes. the other one can't, you can't really have a good Yes. So she would give them morphine, get them really drowsy, get them very like close to death, then give them atropine to bring them back and have all these terrible symptoms. So some of these people were still living after she does have a victim who lived. Whoa. I didn't include her tale, but I can at the end if you want, because it is horrifying. Like all three together? I think particularly on this victim, they got morphine and atropine. Dang. Strychnine. Strychnine is when she would be wanting to throw herself a curveball, mix it up, take herself out for a date night. Um, <laughs> This would cause someone to evacuate their bowels. Um, they would have muscle convulsions and eventually die from asphyxia. So they are not breathing. I very much like your proper way of saying that. Thank you. I am trying to. I love it. Thank y'all. The fact, I think, I can't tell what's scarier. The fact that she can just boom, 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 administer them then, or the fact that she even has access to them at all, maybe. And are they... At this time, are they, like, undetectable, or why is no one, like, realizing what's happening? Because, so you have to think she's in a hospital. Yeah. Morphine, people would have just gotten surgeries in the 1800s. Which, I understand that one. And the atropine would be to bring them back out of, like, a stupor. Okay. So, honestly, what most nurses and doctors thought was that she was being um, careless with her dosage, her dosages. No one really caught on that she was experimenting. So, part of the hospital... Um, schedule was all the nurses were on the same shift there was no overnight shift that's mm-hmm. a new thing um newer i guess so after the rest of the nurses would go to sleep she would go back to the wards mm. and the older nurses thought she was dumb because basically what she's doing is trying to get ahead for the next day and reading their charts and doing her experiments and no one's around yeah no wow. how she's trying to get ahead for the next day people what the fuck but also People were dying all the time here. Like, there was literally an illness. I don't remember what it's called, but it's basically, like, hospitalness. Like, sometimes being at the hospital was more gross than being oh, yeah. not there, so they would just die okay, easier. If you're in the hospital around that time, you're, you're probably going to die. Yeah. All these ways are terrible ways to go, especially because they called her Jolly Jane. She was smiling and really bubbly and, like, literally, can I get you some morphine, dearie? Like, oh, you look like you're in pain. Allow me to help. Oh, gosh. Her patients loved her. They would literally request her over other nurses, which made other nurses angry. Yeah. Um, She was just a little shit. Um, But, yeah, I want to really drive home. These are terrible ways to go. So, like, when someone says poison's a woman's drug, like, it's not bad it is awful um especially when you consider these poisoning took hours if not days 
and the person administering this drug to you is a friend or a trusted person. So something in common with female serial killers is that they usually like to kill people they have an intimacy with. So partners, kids, even their favorite patients. Jane was the last one um, because she did have her patients that she really liked. And she would lie on their charts. She would say their temperature was higher or she would make up symptoms just to keep them in the hospital a little bit longer. And so she could keep experimenting on them. And they could have been out, though. Mm-hmm. Oh, no. Mm-hmm. And, like, the woman who survived, she didn't even say anything until the trial because she thought it was a fever dream. She's no like, way. it was so horrifying, I thought I made the whole thing up. Well, yeah, plus it, who knows what she was in there for? Could have been, I mean, she, she was in there for, she was in there for a, um, an ulcer in her uterus that they operated on, which, as you can imagine, it. So she was in a ton of pain. Yeah. And then Jolly Jane came in. Yeah. And gave her some meds to help. Also, like, how would you even, I wouldn't even think that that, what they gave me was hurting me. I'm already coming out of the surgery, like, I guess you guys did an okay job. Let's hope for the best. Oh, you're coming to take care of me? Oh, no, Mm -hmm. my body's going into shock. Not not unnormal. Yeah. And like you were saying, Sarah, it's still like a nurse coming in. So you think this person's taking care of me. Whatever's going on is... Like, just a symptom or a side effect of what I've gone through. Like a lot of other people with, like, psychopathic personalities, she had an air of, like, competence about her because a lot of times what you see is they're not as concerned with, um, what's that called? Uh, Consequences. Wow. Not even a hard thing. Like, it's surely going to work out. She figured out really early on if she had an air of superiority, it was going to be fine. Um, Rumors did go around that Jane, again, didn't check the doses when administering opiates. But again, no one thought she was intentionally killing anyone. Jane had passed her exams and her diploma was signed. But then she made a flagrant disregard of the rules and left the grounds without telling anyone. Yes, this either speaks to the strictness of the hospital or the nursing staff's hatred of Jane. But she was forced to leave without her diploma. Whoa. That's what sent her out. <laughs> Not the fact that she was like, oh, she messes up on the doses like a little bit, but I feel like that. She definitely doesn't need more training. That's, yeah. That's for fucking sure. Oof. Well, Jane said, no problem. I'll go get more training at a different hospital oh, in Massachusetts. She went to the new hospital with really high recommendations from doctors, influential people, wow. because again, she'd been sucking up to certain people this whole time. Mm-hmm. And so the new hospital was like, all right, like right, we'll take her. But again, this trail of chaos followed her. Her old habits kicked in. And again, she is fired. (laughs) Yeah. Again, she's like, no problem. Another, yeah, that low. Everybody said it. (laughs) I'm saying words. Beep that. Okay, give her a pause. Give her a pause. Again, she says, no problem. Um, she's got that low level of anxiety. All is going to work out. She is the smartest person she knows. Um, and it makes the most sense for her to go into private health care. She can make triple the salary and have only one patient at a time. And most importantly, she can have complete control over her victim <clears throat> or patient. Excuse me. Um, <laughs> no. <laughs> 
No doctors popping up, no sneaky nurses. She can now act out her worst fantasies. You know what this is? You know what? You know why this is so familiar? One, because I think I may have heard, heard it not as well told in my ad. Thank you. Thank podcast. you. And two, I think there's a similar character in American Horror Story. Yes. Yes, there is. Bingo. Um, it may be based on her. I don't know. Mm-mm. Is it like for American Horror Story or is it the American Horror Stories? Only because I feel like I've been waiting years for this new American Horror Story season and they have the they're I think they're just like just episodic. Like one episode is its own thing. That's that's what I've seen like most recently. Sort of like a black mirror. Like each episode like is it's similar own, but it's not yeah, trailing it's together. It's not like a whole season that has a one like standing plot. Yes. It's new. Oh, it might have been that. Okay. Maybe that makes sense why none of them really like none of them see your clothes. I was like, that's a lot of scary things in one It looks bloodier. I will say that. Anyway, sorry. No, you're fine. It's still very on topic because um, this career change should also scare you because Jane was known to have said out loud, quote, there is no use keeping old people alive. Hmm. Again, we see the psychopathy coming out. If That's someone isn't, yeah, if someone isn't providing any use, kill them. Other nurses testified like, yeah, she would say it and we would kind of nervously laugh and thought like, that's just like an Irish weird sense of humor. Oh, because uh, she's Irish. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and I should have said this up top, but graphic content warning going forward. <laughs> going forward, cool. Yes. So when Jane gets this privacy, her worst crimes begin. And a lot of them were killing her landlords. Oh. I am a landlord. Um, to my tenant, just want to say, hey, I'm a pushover. You don't got to kill me. Bye. Thank you. She may hear this as I'm recording. Please, please, please don't murder me. Um, yes. So her first out-of-office killings, we can say, um, yeah, her triple O was very interesting, that message. Out of office. Yeah, okay. Got it. Mm-hmm. Yes. She killed her landlords, the Dunhams, two years apart. First was Israel Dunham, and she said he was getting, quote, feeble and fussy. Time to go. Two years later, she killed his wife, Lovey Dunham, which I think is so cute. I love the name Lovey. Oh, I don't. <laughs> we all have different opinions. Sorry, that's okay. I won't murder you for it. Lovey Lovey, Lovey Dunham. That's what I was thinking, too. Um, she killed her because, quote, she was too old and too cranky. Oh. Man, I would hate to meet this girl on my worst day. Woo! Okay, anyway. I feel better. Next was a woman named Mary McNear. She had a bout of coughing, and the doctors recommended his... Yes, okay. Next was a woman named Mary McNear. She had a bout of coughing, and the doctors recommended their best nurse to to go to her house and take care of her. 
Within two days, Jane had poisoned and killed Mary. Worse yet, she had stolen some of her items, clothing and other small things. Dang. Very psychopathic. Like, this is mine, not yours. Goodbye. It's like the ultimate level of selfishness, in my opinion. Like, you really have no disregard for anyone else but yourself. Yeah, but like, and I don't, does she even know that she is being that way? Yes, and I think she has just convinced herself, like, I've earned it. I can, I can see that. Because she's also waiting on very upper class people. Yeah. Okay, okay. So Jane, she's on a bit of a rampage. Um, As you can see, she is heating up. It's not funny. Okay. Um, nope. She has... Nothing, nothing, nothing. I want to know. I said she's heating up, like, in um, beer pong, which... But also was a temperature joke, and not funny. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Trying to cut the tension, create more tension, and we're off. I'll just drink more wine. (laughs) Please do. Please make yourself at home with that. She had moved up in her station. This makes her very happy. So happy that she invites her sister Elizabeth to visit her in Cape Cod. And that is where Jane would spend her summers, which this sounds swanky, but at the same time, like I said, she is doing private health care, which means the only people that can really afford private health care are the people that are vacationing in Cape Cod. So she's going where they go. Again, Elizabeth is such a tragic character. Oh, God. So when Jane invited her to spend time with her outside of the city, Oramel, he's like, do it. Like, you've been suffering with melancholia. This is the perfect thing for you to get out of the city. He, um, God, he's like, I want you to go have a good time with your friend and, like, do things for you. He gives her extra money. He's like, don't come back until all this money is spent. Like, I really want you, like, don't worry about anything. Oh, he walks her to the train station, like literally Not rolling out. A- <laughs> oh God, it's so sad. Um, yeah, yeah, he was being so devoted. Um, so Elizabeth goes, and it sounds like Jane and Elizabeth had a great time. It's a summer afternoon in 1899. The two women were seen by the beach eating taffy. In cold corned beef, which apparently means a good time then. I don't know. Hey, 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 hey. Don't dog no corned beef, bitch. That's the best. Cold corned beef? It's corned beef. Corned beef. I am not familiar. I am also not. I've never had corned beef. I don't think so. My daddy told me it was gross. Jane? My, like, 5% Irish roots would be ashamed of me. You never had corned beef sauerkraut? Nope. Nope, I have not. To me, it just doesn't sound appetizing. Corned beef is good meat, bro. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'll get you some semis. Okay. Cold corned beef, fine. Warm corned beef, great. It's all good. Ham, good. Meat, good. <laughs> Jam, good. Jane, not good. Oh. Um, yeah, they were seen wearing white summer dresses and matching striped sailor hats. It was said that Elizabeth bought them the hats because she wanted to match so bad in their childhood, but Auntie would never allow it because, you know, Jane wasn't. And she bought it with the money from Oragel. Probably. <laughs> so she was all excited. They're having this great day. And what Elizabeth didn't and couldn't know was that Jane had prepared a special glass of water oh, just for her. No. Shut the fuck up. It ain't going down like this. Jane then spent the next three days 
doing what I think is considered torture to Elizabeth, giving her more poisons and different amounts, ensuring that her death would not be quick. Whoa. In a later interview, Jane confessed that Elizabeth was the first person she had killed for vindictive reasons. So she, quote, let her die slowly with gripping torture, end quote. What the hell? And as Elizabeth lay dying, Jane did what had also become a habit. Let's take a quick drink. Okay. I'm out. <laughs> Let's get a quick bottle. Okay. Is that bad? I think it's gnarly. You may not think it's that bad. I feel so weird about it. There's supposed to be a dog in this house. I'm just telling you. Because every time I look over, I just think that's like a dog just chilling. It's not at all. There needs to be a dog here. It doesn't matter. I hope Wes puts in some music for like a wine break. Like not wine elevator break. music, but it's something along those lines. Like do, 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 do. And we're back. <laughs> something, yeah. Yeah. Wes, if you can find some. Put it in. If not, no big deal. Let's just try it. Do it. If we hate it, then Take we'll a drink chance. it till we don't hate it. I don't know. If you see it, I have it. <laughs> if you don't see it, I don't have it. I'm going to take this time to put a tank top on. <laughs> <laughs> she said, no. But I do sometimes, I think it like they're like different seasons or different years, the bugs are just different because sometimes mine are like normal and then sometimes they're like, like the bug bite is this big and I'm like, what the fuck? Mine are normally big, like this is, it's for some reason, well the fact that it's all red though, like it, is that normal? It's only happened a few times. Okay. Yeah. Because usually mine like, I'll see like the dent of it, like the indent, but mine never really gets super red. That's crazy. I'm going to start like this usually, and then I scratch them so much they turn into a bruise. I do love scratching them. Very different. Very good. Okay. Okay. I might take some now. Yes. Thank you. Oh, shot that. Did it, girl? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's not sweet, but it's good. So this is more semi-sweet. Yeah, the other one said like best with Asian, like spicy Asian or Mexican. I was like, I don't know about that. Right? This is basically a dessert wine in my That's what I think. I said a charcuterie board. Yeah, like a little snack or something, some fruit, some cheese. We should, we, we'll make our own wine. Okay. <clears throat> Jane did what had also become a habit. Or do I need to pause? No. Oh, I'm at the top. 
the bottom, and I was like, damn, your mic is like not going. Okay, sorry. What the da da? Start over. All right, so we're back from our wine break. Let's do it. Jane did what also would become a habit and had already become a habit. It's been going on. Um, okay, she would slip into bed next to Elizabeth or the dying person, wrap her arms around them, and have an orgasm as they died. I don't know oh if it was like manual stimulation or just watching them was enough. The book didn't really say. No one wants to say. Um, and I really don't care. Um, because It's bad either way. She used it, like she used very 19th century terms. Like it was the most voluptuous pleasure I could have ever experienced. Like she was very weird. Like, girlfriend, we know what you're saying. So like, what you not saying? Was that what you were expecting, or were you thinking she was getting in bed with Orgel or whatever? <laughs> no, I just, I thought she was, I don't know. So, yeah. I thought she was just going to, like, honestly just, like, lay next to the body, so it's even grosser. No, she oh, yeah. would, like, the person who came forward in her trial, we'll just get into that now, she remembered Jane, like, giving her meds, being by her side, slipping into bed, kissing her all over her face, pushing her hair back, like, she is, like, into this. It is... At first, I was reading. I was like, okay, it's kind of sweet, like, helping. And I was like, wait a second. Take yourself out. No, 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 no. This is all nuts. Um, but, yeah, I'm the psych girl. Let's get into it. Another layer to Jane's lasagna is erotophonophilia. <laughs> Jane's lasagna. Jane's lasagna She is what you would call someone who has erotophonophilia. Bennett, Bennett, man. It's rare, thankfully, um, but it does happen. Erotophonophilia is a sexual, blah, 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 is a sadistic sexual perversion where in order to really get where they need to be, this person has to stage and or murder their partner. There are some lesser cases where they just have to like pretend they're murdering you. Which, honestly, if everyone's cool with it, no one's getting hurt. I'm not here to like, you're yet. I'm just here. Yeah. Yum yucking. If your yum includes cold blooded murder, I, I may have to despise that a little bit. Yeah. You see it a lot in male serial killers, not very often in female serial killers. Like, think about it. A lot of the ones we know of are sexually motivated. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This is honestly one of the weird reasons she's so fascinating. Like, she's one of those people who's like, fuck your stereotypes. Um, there's not even a definitive answer on why this happens in some people. But with Jane, with Jane, it seems to be about control. So for someone who is under intense supervision her entire life, even with like her very small amounts of joy, it could be the simplicity of her having complete control over someone's life. And that does it for her. It. Moment of silence, moment of drinks. Yeah. I mean, I already just took a sip. I'm done. I mean, I'm not done, but like, she makes me nervous. It's hard for me to wrap my head around. Yeah. Something like that. Garbage truck says what? <laughs> That's pretty late. Mm-hmm. So, in the year 1900, Jane continues her murder spree. She goes after a longtime friend, Myrna Connors. With this murder, we start to really see her M.O. take shape. 
So Myrna had caught a sickness of some kind. It's probably Myrna. It's not Myrna. It's Myrna. Um, Myrna. And Jane was immediately there to help. It's like once she sees someone in a compromised position, she pounces. But also with this murder, Jane sees an opportunity. Myrna was the dining hall matron at a local university. And this job comes with prestige. It comes with an apartment and a maid to cook and clean for you. So after murdering Myrna, which she does, she goes to the dean and says that Myrna was about to take a sabbatical right before her death and was going to recommend Jane as her replacement. Oh, I bet. Think she got it? Oh, yeah. Yep, she did. She got it. She has all those recommendations. The dean says, sounds great. What a pinch on man, and you're in the right spot. What an angel you are to come and save I'm literally not even talking about Angel of Mercy because that's not what she is. Um, but, no. Jane sucks this job, and by the end of the school year is fired. Oh, God. Oh, no. Back to nursing and killing, baby. You may have dates on there. I think she started like in September and was gone by the next May. Like one school year and they're like, we cannot. Well, there was rumors she wasn't paying people. Like she wasn't good with numbers. Something I forgot to mention, um, when she killed Elizabeth, Oramel comes, is packing up her belongings. And she's like, I shouldn't even mention this, but on her deathbed, or like the day before she died, Elizabeth said to me, if something were to happen to her, I, uh, I should get her gold watch that auntie gave her. And her Ormel was like sobbing. Like, that is so like my generous wife. Which one is it? Like going through all of her jewelry gives it to her. So like she literally gets people in these compromised positions and then just strikes every time. I'm also, because of her, I mean, honestly, what seems like an addiction at this point. I'm yeah. surprised she didn't poison like the people eating the school. People were very, like, after this came out, they were like, she had way too much access to people's food. Oh, she yeah. could have really played life and death, and who's to say she didn't? That's true. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She did it to almost everyone's water. She kept calling them tabs of atropine she'd put in water. Okay. It was some kind of, like, bitter-tasting mineral water that was cool in the 1800s, but we don't do anymore because it sounds gross. Mm-hmm. All right. So, back to nursing and murdering baby. Um, she kills another set of landlords. This one, just on a whim, didn't even really have a reason, just the urge took her. I mean, she hadn't done it in, what, like nine months? It must have been killing her. Um, but now it's 1901, and she rages. She wipes out an entire family. Holy shit. And in later interviews, she says offhandedly, quote, I made it lively for the undertakers and grave diggers. Four graves in a little over five weeks and one lot in a cemetery. <laughs> You're, she's insane. You're laughing what? really good then. Thank you. I think it was probably more high-pitched, but thank you. No, I liked it. But no one, bats, <laughs> no one bats an eye? A whole family is dead? Nothing seems weird. Okay. So this family was the Davis family. Her landlord's in Cape Cod. She had stayed there at a discount, but still could not afford to be there. The Davises liked her, though, and they let her rack up a bill of $500, which I did not do the math. If someone wants to, please go for it. I'm sure it's ridiculous, the inflation. Tell me the time period. 1901. Okay. I'll get to that in a second. Okay. So this happened over the course of, like, a few years. So finally by, I think it was, like, year three, $500. The matriarch's in her 70s, and she's like, we need to collect this or we're probably never going to see it. So, the, you know... Her name's Maddie. She goes 
to talk to Jane, ask for payment. And when she does this, she seals her fate, her husband's fate, and their two adult children's fate. She even convinces the um, coroner at the time that one of the daughters committed suicide. Like, she did not care about anything. She set the whole thing up. Like, it is very scary how planned this all was. Well, it also wasn't even planned. Like, basically, she's like, oh, you want to ask me for money? Okay. Yeah, even though I just stayed at your place in the nice-ass place for three years. What's our inflation rate? Yeah, what is it? I think it only goes, this inflation calendar only goes to 1913. So give me just a second. Because I was trying to put in 1901 and it was like. We can even take 1913 money. Let's see. It would be, $500 would be around like almost $15,000. What? 15000 Yeah, mm-hmm. 15000 That's how much she owed them? Yeah. Which is why this lady's like, hello, can I get the payment? <laughs> and she like. Jane is incensed. Like, how dare this woman come ask me for money? Which, again, another psychopathic trait. Like, I did them a service by living there. I'm a nurse. If they got sick, I was there to help. I shouldn't have to pay. So after this, she has no more landlords. So she goes back to Oramel Brigham, who was Elizabeth's widow. Not this, my uh, motherfucking origin. <laughs> Um She had already killed their maid the summer before. And, and when after she, she killed yeah. yeah, yeah, she leaving this, with nothing. I'm literally like leaving out a bunch of details. This is just like the roots of the crazy. Like she killed thirty to a hundred people. So yeah, okay. So she goes back, um, and when she returns this time, she thinks, okay, Jane, this is it. Let's talk ourselves up. He's had time to mourn. This is your time to shine. Oh no. But when she arrives, she finds that Oramel's older sister is there. What a bummer. And Jane doesn't do well with competition. I'm not really sure why she kills the sister, because she obviously is not romantic competition. Yeah. And the sister was only staying there for a few days on her way to the World's Fair. So, like, easily could have waited it out. Oh, my God. No, that was a few days too many. Jane kills her. We're just going to skip past. She kills her. Um, with poison, and then makes attempts for Oramel's heart. He says, nay, nay. <laughs> um, Good on him. Yeah, he's like, no thanks. Yeah. Um, to be fair, she's also not very cute. Like, she is a rounder woman, which apparently at the time was not seen. I don't know. Who was a rounder? Jane, Jane keeps being described as like a very plump woman, which is why the name Jolly Jane is actually really mean. Because she has a good, bright disposition, but she's also jolly. Like a Jolly St. Nick type yeah. thing. Okay. Which now is like love all shapes. But I guess in the yeah. 1800s, everything was so strict. Like you should be just so. We don't need to bash her for her size. We can bash her for her character. Mm-hmm. Okay, thank you. Thank you. I don't know why this is the part that I'm backpedaling. No, no, I get you. Yeah. So he says no. Um, whoa, 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 whoa. We skipped. Here we go. Um, then she was like, okay, I'm going to make him know, like, I'm important here. So she redecorates. She cleans the house. He still says no. Or Joe, don't fucking like your plump ass. Damn. No. He's like, he apparently, like, loved his wife. Like, was still looking at pictures of her longingly. I can tell. 
Yeah, because while she was a nervous lady, apparently she was very kind. Like, at her funeral, people had to stand in their house like it was packed because everyone's like, she's a really sweet lady. Like, oh, I was just so sad. She was really the origin of their relationship. She is the origin. She did. Oh, we hate it. That's okay. Um... So then, in a desperate move, she poisons him. Not to kill him, just enough to get him sick so she can nurse him back to health. He still says no. And then she's like... (laughs) This will make him say yes. No. Lastly, she threatens to tell everyone that she's she's pregnant with his child. And he's like, okay, first of all, for the time period, it's talked about he touched her shoulder one time and he immediately felt weird. Like, oh, that's too far. Uh, but, 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 this is 1901, born in 57. She's like older than 30. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. She's a spinster. She is known as a spinster. the prime of that time. Um, he's so unconcerned. He's like, that's first of all, not possible. Yeah. Second of all, get the fuck out. He kicks her out. Prove it. Um, before she leaves, she does. Oh, how do you know that? Oh, shit. I said yes. Clement's just like, can I come in now? <laughs> he creeps over by the windows. <laughs> hey, guys, could you imagine? Oh, sorry, Clint. Do you need more than four? Do you need seven? No. I was wondering. I thought he said he was coming back, so I was like, huh. This bitch is crazy. Oh, yeah. I've never, I've never heard of this story. Really? No, I don't think I so. Have. I can't remember. Like which podcast covered it? Yeah. I listen to so much. I was telling Zach whenever I was driving here, I was like, sometimes podcasts now are like background noise to me. You know what I mean? Like, I could tell you like a couple details of stuff I heard for certain stories. But like, if you, if you wanted me to retell the whole story, I couldn't do yeah. it. Okay, let's see. What's her name? Jane, Jane Toppin? Toppin? <gasps> Toppin? Thank you. It's not a lot. Last podcast is a lot after the episode of it. I love the corn kids. Big lump knobs. It has it's the juice. juice. It's got the juice. I hate it, but, but I love it. it. And when I had it with butter, everything changed. <laughs> <laughs> have you seen it? Have you seen it? 
And said she poisons herself in a suicide attempt. Oh, funny. She actually. Wait, Jane does? Mm hmm. Oh. She actually does this twice. The first one, she wakes up in his house, and a doctor's there, and like a nurse. And then. So he fucking tries to save her. Yeah, he gets a nurse to come. And then the nurse is like, oh, I'll go grab some water. And she's like, I have a headache. Can you bring my medicine back to me? And literally the nurse walks out and she does it again. She gives herself um, an injection. Because, again, she's not poisoning. Yeah, she's not poisoning everyone by mouth. She also injects them. She gives them poisoned enemas. Yeah. Well, I wonder if he didn't know what was going on. And, like, would that have looked bad on him if she just, like, died in the He house? actually did know. Him and the doctor oh. both talked and were like, I think this is an attempt for your favor. So he, like, lets her have the first one. Okay. Which, again, any other circumstance, I would not say this is, like, a call for help. But this one, obviously. like Yeah. Um. And then the second one, she wakes up and she's in a general hospital because he's like, I am so over this. Oh, yeah. As far as he lasted that long. Yes. So she wakes up in the hospital. She gets better. She leaves. Shortly after this, she is finally arrested. Her rage of the Davises would be her downfall. That was the entire family she wiped out. Mm-hmm. Thank God. One of the daughters of this family had married into a military family with pretty high political ties, and they were able to persuade a coroner to exhume the bodies and conduct autopsies. Which, you guessed it, they found a shit ton of strychnine, morphine, and atropine, all drugs that only a nurse would use. Again, other poisoners of this era were using over-the-counter arsenic. After her arrest, the evidence was mounting. It was pretty obvious that she had done all the crimes, but why? Don't you worry. Jolly Jane had an answer for why. Straight from the horse's mouth. She said, I hate someone, quote, had I been a married woman, I probably wouldn't have killed all those people. Oh, shut up. I would have had my husband, my children, and my home to take up my mind. There's no way. I don't believe that. No, even with this, we've read true crime. This is not true. A true psychopath, they would have probably killed said husband and children. Proud's not. Mm -mm. Um, Because people would say, like, after you get past her initial, like, jolly Jane, if you're not important to her, she sucks. She's a menace. She loves cursing, drinking, which at the time was crazy. Um, But also, she just... She's also just a mean lady. Um, But she was convincing enough to fool doctors and the jury. So after an eight-day... what? After an eight-day trial, it took the jury 30 minutes to convict her not guilty... Shut up. ...by reason of insanity. 
this verdict is what landed her in Taunton Hospital oh. for the rest of her days. Okay. At so she wreaked havoc. 1857. 1857. Well, she's born then, so I'll be like, 1776. From like, I think in all reality, she was only in nursing school from like 1890 to 1900. That She had 10 years and she killed like 30 to 100 people. Oh my God. Probably a bit less because she had just gotten there, but whatever. Yeah. At first, she was said to be helpful and jolly as ever. The nurses there were like, it was actually kind of nice having her around. It was an extra set of hands. We thought maybe trust that bitch. she was just happy to help. Because by the time she gets to this hospital, it's already overrun again. Like, this was the toxic trait that happened with these asylums. Um, uh But after a few months, she became a bit more difficult. The nurses said, you could tell her mindset was, she thought she was going to trick this jury, hang out for a month or two in this asylum, be like, joke's on you, I'm actually Gucci, I'm all saved, we're cool, and get out. That's not what happens when you murder 30 people. Wrong <laughs> Wrong Um So when she starts realizing she's not going to be released and like it all sets in, she becomes a terror. Um, she's not young at this point. Though. No, and the other inmates were kind of scared of her, so she ended up getting a private room. Again, very psychopathic. Like, well, I'm going to make this work to my advantage. Mm-hmm. And as the years went on and her mental facilities really started declining, she could be heard making ghastly remarks like, quote, get some morphine, dearie, and we'll go into the ward. You and I will have a lot of fun watching them die. No, thank you. Up until her death, she was a terrifying woman. And that is the story of Jolly Jane Toppin. Oh, oh my goodness. Yes. Are you sure? Well, okay. A little more paragraph. The reason I liked her is I was looking at this like biopsychosocial and culture model. She was dilt. She was dilt. She was a dick. She was dealt a full house. And unfortunately, it makes sense why she killed. But again, not your fault your responsibility does not mean you should go on and kill people um but like yeah if you look back her dad was pretty crazy her family was hard in her luck she had no early role models makes up stories for attention life never got easier she sucks i don't know her life sucks she sucks she killed people yeah what do you think that's jolly jane i really want to know what happened to her dad same like, did he go do the same fucking thing somewhere else and then, like, take on who I didn't? Or was he just... I mean, I don't know. He wanted to sew his eyes shut. Or did he just go die? Yeah. He may have died because if he that's actually sewed his eyes shut, he's going to have an infection. That's the first thing I thought of. Yeah. So. Woof. I like how you always say, like, you can understand, like, the why. Like, I... I shouldn't say I understand the why. I can, well, well, like, if I you cock can my head to the Maybe, side yeah. squint, I can see how they got there. You can see how they got there. I like that phrasing. Because you can. You can see how they could have easily yeah. gotten there. Mm-hmm. Again, what did you say? I love, uh, I love how you word it. Yes. I think I actually may have gotten this from our podcast. If I did, um, DM me. I will give you credit. Not your fault. It's your responsibility. I agree. Yeah. I, mean, I think that about a lot of things. Like, life is hard. I understand no one's circumstances are perfect, but for the love of God, you didn't have to kill 30 to 100 people. Yeah. Nope. She sure didn't. She had the responsibility to be a good person. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, yeah, could have been a completely different story. Yeah, she literally was excelling in nursing training. Yeah. Like she could hang. Yeah, it could have been such a different podcast. You did not have to land on Sinister Sunrise. <laughs> she could have been the number one nurse. You could have been on like a. Her and Florence Nightingale. A nursing one. She could have been. Remember the one guy was like, "Let me get you my best nurse." Mm-hmm. You could have been the best nurse, you mm-hmm. dumb bitch. she did really suck yeah she is terrifying like to me it's always so scary like when you do read about those like real true psychopaths who like front face super great let me eat some morphine let me take care of you and then the moment you show like any inch of vulnerability you go home she gonna kill you yeah around someone you trust i don't call myself whenever i tell you guys like even good or bad things about my life. I don't consider that being vulnerable, mm-hmm. but to people who are in that mindset, I would be. Yeah. But like we saw with her friend Myrna, even like that quick, like she got a chill or something. Jane showed up and was like, assess the situation, saw she could make out like a bandit and said, she's got to go. She's got to die. That's crazy. That is Jolly Jane Toppin or Honora Kelly. I'm not very jolly. So. I'm not. I'm pretty jolly full of wine. <laughs> Same. And I hope you guys are too. And if you liked it, um, give us a five-star rating on iTunes or, as we just found out, Apple Podcasts. Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Spotify. Oh. Any podcasts that you listen to, you just rate us a five. I promise I won't murder you, but I might think about it. <laughs> Um, follow us on all the things, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok. Did you like this content? Would you prefer less of it because it was a bit rough? Do you want a little more because you also like to drink in your free time? Yeah. You let us know. I mean, if we're the reason you drink, happy to help. Happy to help. I liked it, Sarah. Thank Do you. Do more. Do more of this. It's not an Irish thing. It's a people thing. All right? Wine goes down easy. Yes. Um, any last remarks? Uh, no, I'm going to go ahead and uh, clink to finishing my yeah. wine on Oof. that note. So thanks so that was much, rough. Sarah. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Um, All right. I think uh, with this wine, I will easily uh, stay sinister. <laughs> Goodbye, and I'm sorry. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> Is she not insane?